0: hi will hi amanda welcome to surviving artists the show where normally we talk to everyday working artists about where they come from where they are now and how they define success
1: and we will still be doing that but first It's a pandemic and things are tough. And if you're anything like me and Amanda, you've been spending a lot of time on Zoom happy hours and FaceTiming your friends and family and just figuring out how to stay sane through these wild, unprecedented times.
0: It's extremely tough. And one thing that we have really come to appreciate is how much people are just being sure to check in on each other. I think it's not just you and me, obviously, but, but everybody in our community is really reaching out and being really thoughtful about that.
1: No, for sure. Uh, in our first season, we had the benefit of speaking to a lot of our friends, them being Brandon Choi, Sid Gopinath, Caitlin Page Longoria, and Jordan McDonald. Uh, we spoke to them about their lives and the creative outlooks. So we thought it'd be a perfect moment to check in with them, see how they're doing, where they are in the world and how they're coping and staying creative.
0: We obviously, because of the times, could not meet up with them in person. So our recording setup was a little wonky.
2: So we're all on voice memos, recording ourselves. And apparently doing it this way is good for audio quality, but we're also on Google Meets so we can see each other face to face. So it's like multiple sources of recording
1: happening at the same time and we're all wearing headphones too it's a whole it's a whole yeah, set we whole
0: <laughs> with like one ear off so you can still get the voice memo exactly it's drama Oof. okay so brandon how how are you doing what's up how is your quarantine
2: um it's weird new york is a place where people expect to be out and you expect to see people outside and so Um, Whenever I go for grocery runs or just runs, it's weird to see empty streets. But the flip side is it's also alarming when things aren't empty. And so it's like I feel sad when things are empty, but when things are also packed, like Prospect Park was packed today when I was on my run and I was like, this is not good. And so I'm like, I also feel bad to see when I see things like that. Mm. And so it's like a weird state where I'm not happy with either situation, I mean, working from home has been strange. Luckily, Etsy is really good about working remote. And so there's a lot of good protocols established b- way before all of this quarantine stuff happened. And so that's made it a bit more, you know, I guess, endurable. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm i hanging in there, hoping this all passes over soon. But the more articles I read, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, we're going to be here maybe for a while. What's it like working for... I mean, Etsy, this, this marketplace for artists at a time like this.
2: Um, so one great thing about Etsy is that there hasn't, I mean, we don't have a warehouse. And so people are shipping products from their homes and we just provide the platform. And so one good thing that's come out of this is that a lot of people are staying home. And so our vendors, you know, work from their homes. And so not a lot has changed in terms of the supply chain. But um, a big initiative that, if you've seen on the news, like Etsy selling a lot of homemade masks for people, and so even though they're not like medical grade, I think it provides a decent level of protection, and so it's cool to see a lot of people sort of rally, and you know, people who weren't making you know clothing before will pivot um, to help create masks for people who might not have access. And so even if it's not the best quality, I think it's been cool to witness that um, marketplace change.
0: Yeah. And it's great to see people kind of supporting each other. What about you? Like, what is your, I mean, I'm assuming you don't spend every single hour of your day um, working. So, I mean, you, you mentioned reading a lot. You mentioned like working on the specifically the process of writing. Have you been able to like, is creativity providing an outlet for you in this moment?
2: Yeah, it certainly is. I think I've been reading a lot. I've had a lot of anthologies of like short stories and essay collections um, from college courses or, you know, just buying things at bookstores I see. And so I usually just like pick and choose randomly occasionally to read from them. But given these times and staying indoors more, I've just been going through them at a much faster rate. And so one great collection is like I think it's called 100 years of the best American short stories. And so every year there's like the best American short stories of 2019, 2020. And so there was like a 100 year edition and it was a required, I think it was a required reading for my, one of my college courses. And so it's like this huge book that has like probably like over 50, 60 short stories divided by decades. But we read like two stories from them for class. And so I've just had this huge book sitting around. And so I've been working through that and that's been interesting. And there's a cool preface before each decade sort of describing, you know, what writers of this era were writing about, things like that. And so that's been cool to sort of see like a historical context, um, through the medium of short stories. Yeah. Um, otherwise I've been watching a lot of Netflix like everyone else. Um, there's a lot of Korean dramas that are on it that like, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be like hooked into this. And then I ended up binge watching all of them. <laughs> and so I think the biggest thing for me has been, um, sort of wavering back and forth between like, should I be really productive right now during this time or should I not? And I found that like a healthy balance is just not to stress out about it too much. Um, one other thing is I recently started like earlier today, the famous, like, book called the artist's way. And so Mm -hmm. it's like a week by week process of like different things to meditate on and sort of overcoming creative blocks. And so no updates on how well that's going since I started today. (laughs) (laughs) We'll
0: do another check in in a few weeks.
2: Yeah. I'm hopeful (laughs) for it though. So I'm hoping it, it helps, um, sort of take my mind off of current situations and helps me focus on my creative things when I'm working on them. Yeah, it is a, it is a good book.
1: I worked through, like, the first several chapters. I fell off it, not because of the book, but I think just because of various different things in life happened. But it, but, it, but it is a really good book to, if you're feeling, like, uninspired or whatever and you need uh, a hand in feeling, you know, inspired and creative again, it's a really good uh, book to help you get back on that path.
2: Yeah, I think like stresses consistency and just having a good mindset towards creativity. And I think the biggest thing that I've been trying to extract from it is I believe there's like a chapter on um, how to avoid like being a perfectionist, which I think is often a blocker for when you're trying to finish a project after you started it. And so I think that's like one unit I'm trying to really emphasize and focus on. But I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I think it really frames sort of like a creative life in a healthy way just to, you know, not worry about how others will judge it, but just doing it for the sake of doing it. And I think, um, especially given the times that's like a really healthy way to have a productive outlet, I think.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Um, you mentioned that it's kind of the avoiding productivity. So so, it's so that you can finish projects. Um, last time we talked to you, you were telling us about your, your documentary project that you were going to help with. Is that one of the things that you're working on finishing without being a perfectionist?
2: Um, yeah. So that one's been uh, going back and forth between me and my friend Gary, who runs Art Drunk, and he's sort of taken the lead on the project. And it was his project to begin with. Um, and so after shooting in Korea in January, we actually... So I actually flew out, like, I think like, a few days after the first news alerts of coronavirus in China, like, were out. And I was like, oh, wow. like, that sounds like it could be really bad. And I, like, got out of Korea, I think, like, just in time before, you know, the situation in Korea got worse. I mean, thankfully, it's a lot better now there, but I feel like if I were there at the peak, it would have been dangerous. But anyway, after filming and getting out in time, um, we've been going back and forth on notes. And so, My part has been sort of going through interviews and clips and sort of summarizing what each answer is from our interviewees, um, because I speak Korean and he doesn't. And so I've been able to help sort of construct like a narrative structure, given all our interviews and our B-roll and things like that. We've gone through two iterations of a complete version. And so each one has gone significantly shorter, which is good. And um, we recently sent the latest version to the gallery that hired us to do it. And so we're waiting on feedback from that. And so, yeah, nothing right now. But I think a few weeks ago, I was pretty busy with that at times.
0: Huge. Um, But I I liked what you had to say earlier about not being too hard on yourself, too. I feel like the, I mean, this is cliche to bring up now at this point, but definitely a little while on social media, there was that, kind of turn a phrase that was circulating that was like you're not working from home at this point you it's a pandemic and you're dealing with that and also trying to maybe eke out some productivity and that feels like a good mindset
2: yeah for sure um there's this writer Aro Kwan um who wrote in, who wrote like an opinion essay piece on New York Times about like grief in, during these times and I mean she's a writer I really admire and she had a lot of great things to say about like You know, like I find it hard to write and coming from someone who, you know, is a very renowned writer now, it's, I think that's a big relief for anyone pursuing creative things to be like, okay, it's okay Mm -hmm. if I don't feel productive. And I think that's perfectly normal given everyone's circumstances might be very different.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. There's no shame in not doing something and there's no shame in, you know, doing it as well. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, Brandon, it's good to hear that you are doing well and that you are meeting yourself where you're at and being gentle with yourself
2: yeah i think um i hope you guys are also finding ways to find joy during these times i think even small things like that seem silly like i've been doing origami a lot that's in random cool. times and so i've been decorating my bookshelf with like different birds i make there's like a line of, there's like a line of crows i made that are like perching on my window and looking outwards and so just silly things like that when you have like 20 minutes of downtime i think have been fun
0: yeah i love it i love i think having something to do with your hands is really helpful in an anxious moment like this i started coloring in a coloring book
2: yeah Uh,
0: anyway brandon thank you for joining us
2: yeah thank you guys stay safe stay healthy
0: Said you were just about to give us your rose bud and thorn of this
3: of this of this
0: and also maybe for the uninitiated we should explain what a what a rosebud thorn is
3: yes um a rose a bud and a thorn so rose is a, a good thing that's happening or happened a bud is a exciting development and a thorn is a, a bad thing that's happening okay rose hmm okay thorn (laughs) thorn uh yeah i feel like amanda you had said right prior to us recording that your thorn was this as a whole and i feel like i'm in agreement with you there my caveat is it feels like one big thorn the big thorn being all of this and it's like made when you look closely under a magnifying glass it's also made of a million little thorns Hmm. and i feel like there's a bunch of those little thorns as well. So I feel like um, just, like, work, stress, and uncertainty. Um, like, I feel like personal relationships, friendships, whatever, are all being tested and strained in different ways. Thorn. That's a thorn. But this is going to be a very of-the-moment one. My parents are both... They both play instruments. My mom has played violin as long as I have... Known her, I guess. (laughs) And and my dad has picked up guitar in the last couple months. So, today, shortly after this call, in fact, we are going to put on a concert, a family concert. We're each going to perform one or two songs. So, that's my bud. I'm pretty excited. That's so fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's been this weird thing where I'm sitting in my room, and one part of my room is my parents' bedroom is above it, and one part of my room, my dad's office, is above it. So, at any given point during the day, I hear both the violin and the guitar playing totally discordant things as they're trying to like stress practice for this concert. <laughs> <It's so great. laughs> and Rose. Rose is maybe the outdoors. Shout out to the outdoors. I didn't realize how much I appreciated it. I'm at my parents' place. I guess that's the context here. And they live up in the mountains, and there's this like resident fox that keeps hanging out. It's blue skies and beautiful walking, running weather. So I think um, being forced to kind of chill and take, uh, take stock of the outdoors has been nice.
1: When did you uh, retreat back to Colorado from New York? Uh, about a month ago now.
3: And then I was, I quarantined in this very room for about two weeks, or exactly two weeks, in fact. <laughs> since then, I've been out and about.
0: I have been witnessing on social media following along And, end by a text, as you have been doing some photography, I saw some family haikus. How are you able to stay creative? It sounds, I mean, it has seemed like yes from afar, but talk us through how your creative processes have, have changed.
3: Um, yes. So I was, I listened to you two talk about this a little bit a few days ago and, um, I initially was like, wow, they're really on top of their stuff. Like, I can't believe they're being so creative during this crazy time. And then towards the end, you were both like, yeah, but you should definitely like chill. This is really stressful. I was like, yeah, I relate with that much more. Um, (laughs) So I think I, yes, maybe it like outwardly seems like there's a lot of creative stuff going on, but I find that I'm much more affected by kind of just the general stress of the moment than I would like to be. For example, like, when I'm home for Christmas or whatever, I feel extremely productive because all my friends are doing their own things. There's no obligation to talk to anyone. The world isn't in a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Things are just generally good. And I feel very productive during those times. And I thought it would be kind of similar here, but I guess there's kind of just this low-level thrum of anxiety that's um, that's a little challenging to work through. So I would say I've tried to just do kind of lower-pressure things that I have no expectations for. So like... The other day, I you mentioned these portraits. I took them myself, and it was because I, was, I had five minutes between meetings, and I saw a cool patch of light on the ground, and I put my camera on a chair and set the self-timer and took five photos and then went back to work. And it was just like a fun random thing that I've always wanted to do. It was very low pressure, and most of the photos were absolute garbage, but it was a good learning experience. And also, yeah, we've been doing, I force my parents every day To do family haikus. So in the morning when I wake up, I send them a theme for the day. And then at dinner before we have dinner, we all read our haikus. And I'm not very good at writing haikus, I've discovered, but they're kind of fun. Uh My dad, it always goes kind of like this. My dad writes these like really beautiful, like clever, flowery things. My mom writes just like some it always starts with like life is like a and then like the rest of the haiku, like every single one. (laughs) And then I write like something in between those two and, uh, yeah, but it's a good, it's a good little, a good exercise, I'd say. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Okay. But also it sounds like you're being extremely productive
3: (laughs) after just saying, no, I'm not doing much. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess on the surface it does, it does sound that way. Um, some of it is, it feels a little bit like going through the motions, um, and part of me wants to just sit on the couch and do absolutely nothing but that also feels bad so i think maybe it's less in terms of output and more just like it doesn't really feel good to do some of this and i feel you know i talked about this with you too i feel obligated sometimes to do work because i have creative partners depending on me and i think that's still very much the case but generally i just feel like blah you know
0: Mm -hmm. um i mean one of the major things that we talked about in your full surviving artist episode was that your creativity is marked a lot by, by these partnerships. So how have they really changed because of these circumstances?
3: Yeah. Um, I think Aditya and I were fortunate in that we had kind of planned and set our goals prior to all this going down. So then it was just a matter we could like very easily execute separately on that. I think it'll start getting interesting when we start working on new projects. I don't, yeah, I don't know. The brainstorming process and all can be a little more challenging at a distance. Yeah. I think the big thing is it's with music. It's just, it's, it's sometimes hard to get motivated, especially like blue soul was so like, we'd perform two, three times a month sometimes. And we were always, we were meeting up multiple times a week. It was a very social thing. And there was always like, okay, what's our next show? Like, who are we catering this music to right now? And I, <laughs> I think going back to the productivity thing, I think like if I were just at home in a normal time for a month and a half, I would probably start picking up some new skills or like teach myself to work better in Ableton or like some music production or practice guitar a bunch. But I think it's hard to work up the energy even to do some of that stuff. It's hard to get motivated to do the like standard music partnership stuff. And it's also hard to get motivated to do the kind of non-partnership stuff, Mm -hmm. which is frustrating, I feel like.
0: Makes sense
1: man of you touched upon this about how, you know, we're not just working and existing from home. We're working and living at home during a pandemic. And I think the key is just finding the right balance for you and being gentle with yourself and try not to put so much pressure during, during these times. Self-love, man.
3: Yeah. Self-love. Easier
1: said, easier, easier said than done. Indeed. But, indeed. But yeah.
3: Yeah. I think... Something I've enjoyed about, or I am I think I'm going to enjoy about this concert and these haikus and the self-portraits and all that are that these are not things I think I would do in my normal day-to-day. They're not really working towards anything, but I do think that probably several months from now I'll look back and see that I got something out of them. So I think now that there's kind of an absence of things to work towards in terms of music or, or even film to some degree, I'm trying to... Just do things on a whim a little bit more, whether it's I I feel inspired to read something or write something. I'm journaling a lot more. I'm taking a lot of random photos of nothing, and most of them are bad. I'm looking at sites I've been wanting to check out or like listening to music that I wouldn't normally listen to. Trying to do things like like truly just sitting in one spot for a couple minutes and thinking, okay, without trying to work towards anything, what do I want to do right now? And sometimes it's just like, I don't know, cook a red lentil soup. And sometimes it's, it's sit there and do nothing and browse Facebook, which I feel like I usually don't allow myself time to do. And, um, yeah, that's, I think that's, that has been one thing when, when the days are good, it's because I'm letting myself just do whatever I feel like on a whim.
0: I think that's really interesting. Also, I think there's something to be said about like the projects that don't work towards anything. I mentioned, to an old boss, a mentor of mine, Bill Adair, um, recently about the I write copy for a luxury towel company and it's not for anything except for padding my income and like, and I mentioned that to him offhand and kind of like rolled my eyes when I said it, but he um, he was like that is going to make you a better writer because you are having to figure out a way to make something good that is completely unrelated to the rest of your goals. And you're like just making your, you're exercising a muscle in a slightly different way. And I feel like all of these ways that you just mentioned of following your instinct and like just experimenting, it's like fast twitch muscles. If normally what you do is run marathons, you know?
3: Yeah. I was going to say it's like, uh, like cross training or something or like how we in cross country would swim on the, off days sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I like that.
0: Following your instincts, man. It's a, it's a, a theme of 2020. An unintentional theme of 2020 is getting back yes. in touch with our
3: instincts. <laughs> <laughs> so true.
0: All right. Um, Sid, it's lovely to hear that you're doing well and trying new things and enjoying time with your family, despite slow connection to the rest of the world.
3: Yeah. Thanks for doing this. This was lovely. Yeah, thank thank you. you. As always.
1: Oh, well, hello, Caitlin.
0: Hi, Caitlin. Hi. Thank you for
1: coming back onto the onto the pod.
0: Of course.
1: Since the last time that we we chatted, you and the whole Hitler's Tasters team went out to LA to do your your run, mm-hmm. but you went out there when this whole pandemic craziness was just starting.
5: Yeah. <laughs> the best way I could describe it is that it was the longest week of my life. I was, you know, I was supposed to be there for a month to do the show. When we first landed, we went to Walmart to get food (laughs) for the month. Mm -hmm. And when we, it was this most insane experience I'd ever had in my life. I mean, so many people, it was everybody in LA was at this Walmart and they were getting so much food. And I couldn't understand why, because it was a Saturday night and I was like, why are people shopping right now? And when we got to the checkout line, the guy was so confused. He's like, where's your toilet paper? Where's your canned goods? What are you doing? Oh my god, people were just going for toilet paper and like stocking all the way up? Yeah, already. He's, he, he was you know surprised that we didn't have any in our basket. But wow. I, I didn't, you know, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have wine yeah. and, and vegetables, and <laughs> that's all I need, you know? we just really had no concept of what we were kind of getting into and, and everything intensified, you know, closer till, and, and then eventually mm-hmm. led to the opening night of our show and on Saturday, uh, the next Saturday, and then the closing of it Sunday, mm-hmm. the following day. Mm-hmm. So we, wow. it, it, it was a lot. Um, it was really stressful and just kind of navigating all the things the show is, which is, propaganda, which is paranoia, which right. is we trust our leader. Mm-hmm. They, they would never lie to us is an actual line in the play. You know what I mean? On all of these things,
1: man. Yeah.
5: And having to dive into that headspace when I, as a person, am already in that headspace and us as actors, we were all there. I mean, there were several nights of Tears, and I mean, at one point I had a panic attack in the parking lot. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like a bunch of stuff was going on.
1: Yeah, right. So it was
5: hard. It was definitely hard. I I was sad to see the show end so early, but I was happy to let that be. It's it's processed, but you know. I went to LA. Only saw the inside of a the theater. Never saw a beach.
0: <laughs> so,
5: it was my first time, so it was you know quite an experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you were just saying before you started, rec- or before we started recording, you're back here. Your world was kind of upside down. You've turned your your bed into a space that can be, you know, it's a cloud. <laughs> yeah, it's a cloud now, and that's all that all that yeah. matters in this quarantine. So, so talk to us. Right. I know that you guys have been. um, participating in these prompts and I know they, they kind of start with you. So just so talk about those a little bit and how you're staying creative.
5: Uh, yeah. So I, I knew I was going to have a lot of time on my hands. I didn't know exactly how much time, but I knew that I needed something to stay motivated with. We had talked before and the last podcast that I had partook in my own, uh, 30 day challenge of collage. And I knew that that really helped me, when I came back from Scotland with Hitler's Tasters, and so I, it, it, you know, just motivated me. So that was my intention with these prompts, and I was inspired by another artist that I follow on on Instagram, who was basically pulling out. She had three different piles of little bits of paper with different things. Uh, I think it was one the day that I saw it was like a cat with a scepter on a hill or something. And she had asked her followers, I guess, to do something with that prompt. Um, And it was mainly art-based. She wanted them to draw something. And I want to even say that it was for kids. And I then, at that point, took it upon myself to do the same thing, create my own little pieces of papers with random things. For example, a cat, right, like I said before, Um, or a notebook, or rainy day, bluebird, these things like that. I was going to do it myself, uh, but at that point, she had shared it with her friends and family and followers. Not that I have a, a huge following. but <laughs> you know. um, And so I had uh, then decided to do the same. And I reached out to Will, and I reached out to another mutual friend of ours and my roommate, and keeping it small and, and wanted to just test out the first week. And um, we did two prompts a, a week. I would have done it every day, but I would have gone crazy. and. <laughs> also right. have it, you know, and like once a week was not enough. I felt like I would kind of wait till the last minute. It was important to me also to open it up to all types of art forms. Uh, I didn't want it just to be paintings or drawings or collages um, with and, and all of that to say that I wanted to showcase all of the talents of my friends. But I also wanted to focus on exploring my own personal Artistic interests that I have, you know, I, I used to sing and so I was like, maybe I'll write a song one day and I you know I did that last week But yeah, so it, so I've been doing a bunch of paintings and collages and, and things and and having you know Will showcases beautiful songs and and my roommate Kristen has done, you know Everything yeah. she's done embroidery. She's painted. She's drawn. She's written poems she, she put the first one she made like a model yeah, a, <laughs> yeah yeah right and i feel a really uh, strong connection to to you know my fellow artists this way and so it's been mm-hmm, really nice mm-hmm.
1: what has that whole creative process been for you like for me honestly this might be one of the first times where i've participated in prompts for me it's like getting those three words twice a week it just takes me down a path where I would have never gone down before and like explored like different sounds, different genres in a way. So how, how has that been for you?
5: I would say, so I've also never worked with prompts like this before. Like when I did the 30 day challenge, I set some rules for myself, but I didn't necessarily um, have any sort of structure other than that, it was just to create something. This process, cr- creatively, it's been interesting because I, the first collage I did, um, and the words were uh, Lighthouse Buffalo and Bike Ride. And I took those very literally. Um, and then as I continued to go through the weeks and go through the prompts, I started to navigate that in more of a how these things feel to me. Emotionally. How, like, how do, how do these words affect mm-hmm. me emotionally? What do these words mean? The prompts ha- sometimes are easier uh, to create something with than, than others. And this one happened to be bluebird, rainy day and the clouds. So those were the words. And so I had mm-hmm. these canvases that I wanted to work with. I'd been wanting to work bigger. I think we talked about that um, last time we got together So I had this idea of drawing this bluebird and then having all of these colors around it, like a large collage that I had done, but with paint. And that was hard. I just kept thinking about these words. And that's when I decided to take these words and look at the core of them. Look at what Mm. they meant to me. uh, What emotions they, they brought out in me. Um, memories you know what 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 happens when i think of these right, words right. i went through a long process with this painting it was it had several different stages i mean if i could show you guys the pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> of what this painting looked like before it was just a mess <laughs> cuz i wanted to also try a different type of you know style of painting so i was i was trying to do like abstract stuff it, it was it mm-hmm. was not it was not my best work, I'll just say that. And, um, but that's okay, this is what this process is. It's about learning, and it's about doing all these things. With my paintings I use discarded dirt, plant life, um, you know, paper, mixed media. And I didn't wanna do that for this painting because I wanted something different. And I was sitting there on the floor and I was looking at this painting and I was so frustrated with it. I just looked to my side where there was a pot of dirt and I took a handful of the dirt and I just smeared it in the center of the painting. And I just felt so good <laughs> to, like, to get some dirt on this canvas, because that's just how I work. And I, I can't. Mm-hmm. That's my medium. And I, I, I tried to do something that was not who I am. And that's OK. We tried. Uh, then that's when the core of this started to to come together. And I had these leaves that looked like feathers and there was something about this these words that had a life and a death to them, and that had it was heartbreaking and beautiful and And that's just how this piece you know came to be and, and, and the remainder of my pieces after that moment, you know, have continued to be like that, and because of this you know creative process that I've been exploring, like the essence of these words, I'm just exploring a lot during this creative process more than I've ever given myself the time to do. And hopefully I can expand on this, you know, series during this time. And and, um, these might be attached to the words from the prompt, right? Or not, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But
0: it's definitely like a starting point and a good way to like explore these impulses and like really like let yourself, I think it sounds like be at their mercy a little bit.
5: Yeah. I mean, I don't, there's, I can't control, I can't control these words. I've written them down. I've picked them, but I don't... How they come to me or to us in this in this project is completely mm-hmm. by random. And usually, you know, when you sit down to write a song or write a story or, or, or paint something or anything, you know what you're going to do. You have, like, a, you have a goal or mm-hmm. a, an idea in mind or something that you want to express. And you just kind of have to like wipe yourself clean of everything you just did the project before and give way to what the next prompt is going to be and see how that takes you and moves you. It's not something that I think artists do often. And I don't want to speak for everybody, but I've never done this something like this before where, you know, it's been interesting and in a a really great way to to navigate. That's great.
0: Mm -hmm. Caitlin, it sounds like you're doing really well
5: and finding ways to like organize chaos a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying. I'm like, I'm a little surprised, to be honest. Uh, when I, you know, coming like coming back from LA, I just thought that I was gonna really hit rock bottom yeah. <laughs> with everything that I. Um, I'm, a, you know, we've t- I'll, I'll, we've talked about it before. I say to everybody, I'm an extremely emotional person in the sense that I take a lot on, and I've definitely shut down at times. I think this has not been my whole experience with quarantine or self quarantine or. Or this whole thing. I mean, I've had days when I don't want to do the prompts, or I don't want to do the art, or read the book, or whatever. And just like you know, I'm sitting at my window with my cats, just like staring out in the world. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but I'm trying to be kind to myself. And this, I just you know, I just turned twenty-eight, and and I. this whole, you know, 2020 or whatever, you know, this whole new year is coming and I had some pretty big goals for myself. And those goals were to, to be a full-time artist and hopefully being able to support myself on that financially. Financially, it's not what's happening right now, but I've been gifted out of a really crazy situation, the time to be a full-time artist and so it would have just been silly for me not to explore that.
4: Currently, I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I made it out of New York City uh, before I got really crazy with the pandemic. Uh, my uncle, he's staying with his, his son right now in another part of Texas. So he is letting me and Emily stay In his house for free during this time, which has been an unbelievable blessing. That's amazing. You know, we're 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 upholding the place. You know, make sure making sure everything's okay and all clean, mowing the grass, doing some landscaping. It's good, (laughs) but it's been it's been really I would say a little odd just because we're so used to the New York environment. I've enjoyed the the break, the breath of fresh air, and and new perspective. Um, to be away from, from the city mm-hmm. for a while. We have every intention of returning. We just we felt like we wouldn't be able to pay that kind of rent um, with no jobs at this time.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. So what kind of things are you, are you doing to occupy yourself besides mowing the grass and landscape <laughs> duties? <laughs>
4: it's a pretty big lawn, so it takes a few hours. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> But, you know, honestly, I have been making a bunch of music. Uh, I I remember the the last time we talked in the podcast, I had said success uh, in my eyes, in a way, would be to be getting paid to just create. And in that concept, it would be like to not have to focus on anything else, but just to create. So... I've really seen this pandemic as an opportunity to pursue that success and that goal that I have. And it's sort of like when I took a step back and I realized what was happening, I was like, hey, this is almost exactly what I asked for and what I've been wanting this entire time. So thankfully, my family is all healthy and everything like that. So why not just take this opportunity to just pretend like I am a full-time artist and just devote my my entire day to it those 35 40 hours that I lost to a survival job doesn't exist currently so I'm really trying to just work my butt off every day uh creating as much as possible you know I can't really act over here especially there's no auditions there's not really any auditions anywhere in the world right now uh, So I've really been exclusively focusing on writing And uh, making music it's, it's it's a lot of experimentation uh, The songs go all over the place That's another thing that I'm challenging myself with I'm not trying to like just sit in a vibe Or like tell a sor- certain story or anything I'm just exploring So I'm trying to contrast every song So if I make one song that's really like uh, uh, Upbeat and like gets your head banging and stuff like that, then the next song might be a ballad. And then, like, the next song after that might be a little sad. And the next song will be a love song. And, like, I'm trying to, like, ping-pong the styles every single week, Uh, which has really helped. That's, like, my inspiration. That's my fuel to create. I'm like, okay, I made that last time, so what's the exact opposite of that song? And that's that's how I'm working right now.
1: Nice, nice. So that's more of, like, a conscious decision, Like okay, that was a ballad that week, so now I'm gonna do the flip side of that and see what's gonna come out of that.
4: Yeah, exactly, and and that's really helped a lot. It's helped because like, especially during this time where you have all this time, you're like, well, I have, I I can create now, but what do I create? So I need to find, I had to find some sort of structure in order to make that, uh, make myself execute, which is a huge challenge right now. Um, It's so easy to watch a bunch of Netflix, catch up on on your shows. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I think that this time, and I think we've heard it from a bunch of our uh, fellow creators, it's, it's a time to just reset. So doing whatever you need to do in order to reground yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of our beacon of, of positivity. We talked about how you always have this positive outlook. I'm wondering how you're maintaining positivity during this very uncertain time.
4: You know, I I don't want to sound um, offensive because I know there's a lot of, of tragedy in the world right now. You can get through this by gratitude, I feel like. I'm thankful for this house that I'm in right now. I'm thankful that I still have food on the table. I'm thankful that I have Emily, my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend, to share my time with. Uh, I still have all of that. I'm thankful that I have a microphone, and I'm thankful for the Internet during this time. Can you imagine what it would be like to not have the Internet during this time? We'd go berserk. I mean, it happened with the Spanish flu, and I would hate for that to happen, you know, when everybody had to be in quarantine back in those days. So at least we have the Internet. At least we have any movie we ever want to watch online. We have, we can train ourselves. We can learn something new. You know, if you want to learn how to be a master cook, now's the time. You have all the time in the world. You want to learn a new language, do it, which I need to do. Honestly, I need to learn a new language, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what I'm trying. What I'm trying to see is like, you can take this two ways. You can take this as like your whole life has been screwed up or you can take it as like, okay, okay. This is God or the universe telling you to take a breath, take a step back and look at your life and truly do some real maintenance um, with the things that you've been avoiding. Uh, With New York City, I know that it's so easy to be focused on like the external things going on. You forget about just like the simple personal care that your body needs. So, you know, taking the time to like, you know, meditate again, or or, or just stretch. Like I was not stretching and like to stretch feels so good to do that. And like, you know, just enjoying this time as it is, if you are healthy and if your family is healthy, the gratitude of that alone should be able to get you through. And just thinking that like, wow, we're we're all okay. I still have all my family and all my friends and (laughs) I just got a $1,200 check. (laughs) You know, like all that stuff, like it's it's how you see it And I think the only way to get through it Is through gratitude Because this is a very challenging time But at the same time I keep thinking about In 20 years When we're going to look back on this And be like Remember that time When we were all like Required to be inside Like wouldn't you What would you give To have a week more of that Because you know That you'll miss this at some point You'll miss the freedom That you had To literally do Whatever your creative Uh, Passions lied with or if you wanted to like catch up on a tv show or anything like that and So that's what i'm trying to do. I mean positive affirmations as well I mean every day. That's what you have to do. Tell yourself that You're healthy. You're strong. You're getting through it. You're beautiful. You're right where you're supposed to be Don't blame don't blame don't feel like you're you're on pause during this time It's not your fault that that your life is on pause just sit here and Take a deep breath and enjoy the time. Call up a friend that you haven't called up. I don't know. Anything you want to do. As you can see, I'm talking a lot because I don't have a lot of personal contact. <laughs> so, when I see you guys, I'm like, Just spilling my guts right now. But, you know, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's what's so beautiful is I have this opportunity to talk to you guys right now. Like, that's so great.
0: All right. Well, it's, it's good to hear that you're doing well, Jordan. I'd love to, Thank you too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Surviving Artists. We hope this episode provided a little bit of solace in these extremely wild times.
1: And make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram for the latest updates at surviving.artists.
0: We hope that you're safe, healthy, and meeting yourself where you're at, wherever that may be. See you next time. Yo, AT, I'm in the zone. Can we do it again?